Whoo, we are all fucking losers. I love that record, yo. I'm <laughs> I probably listened to that maybe, maybe 20, 20 times on my little mental wealth hiatus. Okay, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this off. I would like to welcome everyone to the 32nd episode of Money Trees. We're closing the week on the dopest of notes with an artist, creatrix, human extraordinaire. Today's guest is beloved in all Web3 circles they touch. I'm honored to you know, get a chance to explore their artistry, process, plans, and whatever else we get into. Between stunning visuals and mesmerizing vocals, already knew today would be fire. Bob Love is here with us. How are you doing today, Love? Hello. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, yesterday was a bit funky, so just trying to let the vibes be a little better today. Um, but yeah, I can't complain so far. Yeah, no, that's that's. How are you doing? I'm I'm honestly I'm I'm good. You know, um, good. I mentioned the hiatus. I started this, and I hated the idea of not being consistent and. It was wild. Like Web3, it has this, at least for me, I can only speak from my own experiences. And I think some people may or may not relate to an extent, but it has this way of just feeling like, and I, it's, it's a little bit kind of funny because I just saw the DM, the group DMs. So I'm going to piggyback off that. So I know you at least feel somewhat similar where there's this idea that you always have to be on. And I never, ever felt like I had to do that. Like, I felt like there was time to kind of rest in my traditional, quote unquote, career. And then I got in this space and there was this level of anxiety that came about where I felt like, yo, every single day, if I wasn't checking Twitter or researching or doing something, I was going to get left behind. And it was a really weird kind of thing for me. And so I took damn near a full month off, which is rare, you know, off of the space I was still doing like, again, my quote-unquote traditional stuff. And it did really well for me because I came back and was like, oh, well, everything is still here. Nothing burned down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nothing burned down. Like, it's it's fine. And so I'm good. And I, I, I would encourage everyone anytime that they feel like, you know, that level of pressure or anxiety to just kind of take a step back. Because even at the end of the day, we're so early in whatever this space is going to become that, Anytime we take away now is not going to be detrimental. And then even, you know, I don't say it'll be detrimental for you, but that time is needed for yourself. So you don't want to, you know, cost your livelihood or mental health for the sake of keeping up. So that was a long-winded way of saying I'm good. (laughs) I love that. And I really commend you, you know, taking that space and and honoring what your body and your mind and your spirit were kind of calling for you to do because as you said it can be really hard to feel like we're worth the time you know like worth the time to spend on ourselves and just the the sort of society and space that we live in with you know how we value our time and our energy and ourselves um it makes it feel like taking a break is being lazy. But I found even just like yesterday, I was recording vocals for this new track and it just wasn't hitting. It wasn't coming together how I wanted it to. And I was like, you know, what? let me take a 10 minute break. So I just went and sat down on my couch and like was sitting in the sun, drinking some water and just chilling for five minutes. And I came back and what I was 
recording sounded a hundred times better than it would have had I like sat there and kept trying to push myself and push myself and push myself. So like taking a break is productive. Taking a break is sometimes just what you need to be able to do the things that you want to do and produce the work that you want to produce and, you know, share the energy that you want to share. Um, so yeah, I love that for you. And I love that for all of us. Take a break guys. <laughs> I love that. We already have our first clip 30 seconds into the show. That was amazing. So well said. <laughs> Uh, yes, take a take a break. Um, I did have like one specific question. There were a few that I, I'll, I'll touch on, but one for sure. Um, I got to say I love the name. And Thank you. Yeah, Guava was here earlier this week, and I highlighted how important I think names are in a space where there is so much to choose from. So yeah. I wanted to know, where does your name come from? For sure. Uh, it's funny you bring up the Baby Guava episode because I was just listening to it before we hopped on to kind of like get a get a feel for what we might talk about and I was like oh there's no template here it's really just like based on the artist and the things that you resonate with the artist which I really appreciate um but yeah the name so <clears throat> I used to release music under this R&B urban pop project called Say um I had been doing that for like five years almost and had just found myself getting to this point where I felt like I had cre created and curated this really tight, small box for myself, um, where I felt like I had to show up as this like cute, kind of sexy, sensual R&B girl. And I didn't feel like that honored all the things that I was learning about myself and learning about the world and just like the ways that I wanted to talk about what I think it means to be human. Um, and so I decided to kind of rebrand the project after going through this personal journey of like spiritual healing and quitting drinking alcohol and just kind of seeing myself and finding myself in this way that felt really powerful and, and resonant for me. And so when I was rebranding, I wanted to, I hate the word rebranding, I'm going to say rebirthing. When I was rebirthing the project and sort of my creative expression, I um, wanted a name that represented more than just my femininity that represented more than just what people can see on the outside when they look at someone you know I present as a cis mixed woman um, but I understand myself to be so much more than just female or just straight or just whatever you know we're not just anything so I wanted a name that kind of encompassed being and you know the idea of love is what I believe we are here as. We are here as the vibration of love, creating life through the choices we make with our consciousness. Um, so I really wanted to encapsulate that somehow, and I wanted the name to be kind of androgynous and not necessarily, um, like I wanted people to see it or hear it and think like, what is that? Who is that? Is that a person? Is that a community? Is that a, an app? Like what is what is Bob Love or BXB Love? Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the intention behind the name. And the actual name itself came from um, whenever I text my partner, I call them BB Love. And my phone would al always autocorrect it to Bob Love. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. What is that? It, and it kind of stuck in my mind. And then when it came time to name the project, um, Bob Love just kept coming up in my mind. And I was like, this, I think this is it. This feels like it's it came to me for a reason, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. Um, and then we replaced the O with an X to kind of neutralize the masculinity of Bob and kind of allude to you know women with an X or Latinx, just this kind of community essence um, of it being about more than just one 
entity or one identity it is it is a community to me and i'm hoping to you know build a bigger community around what it means to be love what it means to be a human what it means to be a little a bobbin piece of love out there in the universe so yeah yo that okay so that was really long no 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 that was incredible truly okay <laughs> I, I have to say you're, I already felt like you were an immensely talented artist and musician. When I had reached out to you being on the show, I had mentioned I had spent a lot of time listening to your work, especially to your project, um, in, uh, Consistently Inconsistent, and it something really spoke to me. And hearing you talk about your approach, even just with something as momentous as choosing your name, but it, it is it doesn't feel that way when you speak on it. You know, it feels very natural. It feels like it resonates with you, resonates with your spirit. And it was just something that made sense. And it's such a beautiful origin story. I love that BB love. And then, you know, autocorrect, sometimes, sometimes it slacks, but this is a wonderful example of it leading to an amazing branding opportunity or birthing opportunity. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to remove the word brand for the rest of this episode. I love that. Yeah. Brand, it just like feels it takes the human element out of like what we're creating and what we're doing. And yeah, part of the job of an artist is to sell something. I mean, we live in capitalism. So like everyone's trying to commodify and sell everything. Um, But for me, since rebirthing this project, I've really wanted to focus on sharing, you know, I'm here to share. I'm not here to sell. Um, So, yeah. I always say as a music manager, I never ever try to sell the artist that I work with. And I never want to have to work with someone that I feel like I have to sell you to anyone. I want to be so excited about what it is you're creating, what it is you stand for, what your visuals, music, you know, whatever your content makes me feel that all I do is tell the story. And I try to look at myself as a storyteller at the core where I never, ever use the word sell. It's like, yo, I'm telling you about this. Either you're going to rock with it or you don't. Um, I forget where I heard this from, but it was like the rule of 10. And it's that if you show 10 people something, three people will like it, three people won't like it, four people won't care. And that's how I approach everything where I'm like, oh, this is fine. You're just in the 70% that I'm not trying to reach right now. Um, And I love that. So – Okay, I want to circle back a little bit because it was really fire hearing you speak on, I guess to say, the previous iteration of your music career because you are it, – it feels very polished and not in like – I don't want to say a major label way, but it just feels like you know what you're doing in your visuals, in your records, what it is you're trying to say from the vocal performance to the quality of the visuals to the direction that's there and – Knowing that you know you have such a, um, you spend a lot of time honing your craft, and I love that. One again, I keep highlighting the visual piece of that. How much say in your visuals do you have? Like, are you big on creating? Are you storyboarding, or do you have a team that you work with? Yeah. So everything that I've created thus far um, has been birthed like from an idea or vision that I've had. Um, so for the music video specifically and like the album artwork and the visuals, usually when I'm creating a song, like I kind of just like see the visual or I, I see the story. And um, for me, the challenging part is then communicating that story that I'm seeing to a team of people. 
um, it's easier for me to just kind of try to figure it out by myself, which is detrimental in a sense that it is not necessarily the the most like the I don't want to say best use of energy, but it requires a lot of energy to try to do something by yourself, especially when you have people in your space and in your community that can help you and that you know are are better at it than you. Um, but yeah, so all the all the visuals, all the ideas come from. I'm going to say me for lack of a better term, but I honestly believe it comes from spirit or the universe or, you know, something sends it to me. And then I figure out how to communicate it in a way that makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes the question for sure. No, it makes, it makes complete sense. Um, I asked that because I start to think whenever I see such ill work, it's like, I'm, I'm always interested in the process where I was like, okay, how did you get to this point? And what elements are needed to continue furthering that creative vision? And knowing that you have that that vision, that you have that approach to it, it becomes interesting because it was something that I didn't really learn until maybe the last three, four years. When So I've been managing since I was in high school. And it looks completely different. Uh, that was in 2012 when I started. 10 years now, like it, it's completely changed, like my scope, the way that I handle work, all of that. But when I started out, it was very like on my own. And I felt like there were all these secrets to the game that existed. And then I started getting around mentors and they were putting me onto things. And I'm like, oh, a lot of this stuff is a lot simpler. It's just that people don't necessarily have that information. So I love kind of diving into the process and seeing like, okay, well, what elements do you already have? What elements could you potentially tap in further on? I have a question. Where are you based out of? So I'm currently based in LA, um, but born and raised in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Okay, fire. I know I had saw, <laughs> I was checking the YouTube that, um, mm-hmm. I think it was Audio B. I um, hope I'm not misquoting them, but they were like a Canadian company that was doing your distribution. Uh, there's some really ill directors out in LA and oh, yeah, for sure. would love to plant this seed here on Money Trees. Uh, <laughs> we will be out there in well, Grammys is in a couple of weeks. I think sometime in April for a minute and oh. would love to, I, I already sent your work through to our in-house director and he loved it and would love to try to figure out something there. Whole point of Money Trees is, again, kind of putting those moments in time and figuring out, like, okay, how does this look month from now, year from now, two years from now? That's just one very particular thing. I think your visuals are ill and love the art and would just love to figure out what that can look like. Okay, I'm going to go back to you. I'm totally down. Okay, heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, Your project, Consistently Inconsistent. I think everyone can relate with that title. Where was that birth from? Not necessarily the title, but the whole impetus for the project. Yeah. Um, so the title itself came from, I had been like sharing the music around with a couple like labels and distribution and just like different managers and stuff. Um, and the feedback was all like, the music is great. The vision is great. The visuals are great. Your voice is great. It's all great. Um, but it's going to be really hard to market because it is pretty inconsistent sonically and like doesn't necessarily the songs don't necessarily live in the same world which is going to be like confusing for the spotify curators and blah 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 blah. i was just like um okay i mean it's music like like, what does that even mean yeah yeah, keep going confusing for the curators like i'm I'm sure they can figure it out like that's literally their job (laughs) yeah find out where Um, it goes totally and i guess the argument was like 
this business is all about building relationships and once you start building a relationship with one curator like they'll usually put all your or not all your stuff but like be pretty good about putting your stuff on their playlist and whatnot but like with this music it was all kind of going to be living in different spaces like some would be in the rock space some would be in the pop space some would be kind of in like the bedroom pop space or whatever um so everyone was saying is a little inconsistent and I was just kind of like well we're I'm a human being making music about being a human being and we we are inconsistent like that is what we are here to do we're here to like make choices see the mistakes in the choices that we make and then like recalibrate and make different choices and that means being kind of inconsistent sometimes um or all the time so yeah that was kind of the the idea behind the title was just like I am inconsistent and I will continue to be inconsistent because I want to live an interesting life that fills me up and lights me up and that challenges me and expands me and the people around me and I think that means choosing different things and being different than what we are comfortable with and being a bit inconsistent um and I think that reflects you know in the sound and, and the kind of things that the project talks about um just because it is I, I wasn't necessarily trying to follow or chase a certain sound. I was just letting the songs express what I felt like they needed to express at the time. And I was also working with my partner who kind of executive produced the whole project. And then we would have other friends come in and like co-produce the songs with us. So there was a wide variety of perspectives and, um, you know, education levels and talent. I mean, everyone's talented, but like different, um, different, like strong points, I guess, from each person that came in and brought something to the project. So that just lent to it being this sort of mosaic of sounds and experiences and stories and life, lives, which made it consistently inconsistent. It's a it's even a bit of a paradox when you think about it though, because totally. you're actually being consistent in that approach. Mm-hmm. Hearing yeah, the always gonna be aligned with an intention with that intention you know which means it will be consistent just the outcome is going to be different which is what life is you know 100 percent. hearing you talk on the spotify curator side um so i manage a group called de la soul and one time i was talking oh, yeah. to spotify and we were talking about de la and the i won't name names but the person was like oh i love him and i'm just like ah oh, man but there's, there's, there's three. How do you think just the, this is your, it, it was such like yeah. a, like a mind, like a mind, uh, a mind fuck for me. It was, it was yeah. insane. So I, I, I remember that moment kind of clicked for me where I was like, okay, this may not be it. I don't know who hired you. I'm sure you're you know qualified, maybe not to be where you're at, but you're the person I have to go through to try to get this exposure on this platform. And it no, like that was the moment. It. Yeah, yeah. It's like you don't even you couldn't even Google the <laughs> Google the artist before the meeting. Because your yeah, first Google like, would have let you see. Or like look at the artist pick that I sent in the Spotify pitch submission. Or on the Spotify like, page. Yeah. Like, go, go on Spotify itself. You yeah. can just look at that. Um, yeah. So I remember in that moment just kind of feeling a little like sick. And then this is, this is I guess like early pandemic. Um, and I hadn't really discovered the music NFT side of anything yet. Just knew about crypto. 
But as I started learning more just about blockchain tech, I really got excited about the potentials for Web3. What was your first exposure to the space? Yeah, so I first heard about NFTs specifically through my partner, who during the pandemic um, had gotten really into like 3D animation <clears throat> and built a computer to, to like learn how to 3D animate um, and got really into that. And so started following a bunch of different graphic designers and like 3D visual designers or artists. Uh, who were all talking about NFTs. And he was like, you should really think about this. Like, I think there's a lot of potential here, um, you know, to like empower and kind of liberate artists from this traditional system that we have been working in thus far. And I was just kind of like, that sounds like a load of something. I don't know. Like, I don't really get it. That seems, it seems overwhelming and like scary and the language is weird. And uh, I don't know. And then my manager um, connected me with Latasha back in June, I think of 2021. And we got coffee and she just kind of talked to me about her journey up till that point and how, like how powerful it had been for her and how it had really shifted her, um, you know, ability to create and her approach to her community building and art creation and just everything. And, and it really inspired me. And it, Kind of opened my eyes to all the positive potentials that existed around web3 and nfts um and so yeah like slowly i started going into spaces and just like listening to people talk and following anyone and everyone who was involved in the space and just kind of trying to get an idea of like what was really up or what i perceived was really up because who knows what's really up at the end of the day it's just what we choose to believe i guess um and I saw a lot of potential and a lot of really amazing people doing really amazing things. And it inspired me to feel less afraid and feel like there, there was something here that did align with, you know, my ethos for Bob Love and for empowering people to be the individuals that we came here to be. Um, and yeah, creating community around that and, I'm still kind of trying to figure it out and take it one day at a time because it is very overwhelming. And as you were saying, like there are so many conversations going on and so many DMs and and Discord groups and just like a lot to learn and keep up with. So I'm trying to find the balance and the pace that feels right for me. Um, yeah, but so far it has been really eye-opening and I've learned a lot and I'm just like learning a lot about myself and about creators and our intentions and how we can build community with each other, you know, beyond like building fan communities or whatever you want to call it. Um, but just like connecting with other really incredible creative people, like all the people in this room here. Um, and and seeing, seeing myself reflected in the creators that I am around, which I hadn't really experienced in the Web2 art world, um, especially in LA, it felt very like you'd walk into a room and it would be about, you know, the clout of the people there and people wouldn't talk to you if they didn't know who you were, or didn't know your work or didn't know someone that you worked with. And in, in this space, my, my partner and I went to um, Jaws art show a couple months ago or weeks ago, like last month. And just like the energy of seeing these people that I've been speaking to on the internet for months, you know, seeing them in person and hugging them in person and sharing art and looking at each other's art in person and just, it felt so natural. It felt so 
normal and like comfortable and like I had known these people my whole life even though I've only known them for a couple months so yeah (laughs) a very long-winded um answer but I just I think web three is really helping people to see themselves and see their value as artists and see the value of their art and see the power of community and to me that is something worth being a part of because it's powerful and it's important please do not worry about the long-winded nature you're saying nothing but gems speaking on community especially i love what the lit nft group stands for where i've i've been trying to shout out to jamie Yes, yeah, Jamie is is is, is amazing. Um, need to tap in with them because I had another idea. Speaking on with you in the video, there is a group. So I sent some of like my favorite musicians in the space just out to like my more traditional Web two people while I was on the hiatus because I actually had a second to have these conversations. And Jamie was another one that got incredible feedback from and have some ideas that I would like to run by them um, very very soon. But the idea of a of building communities vertically as opposed to horizontally, where when every like I don't know about anyone else, but I'm in maybe 70 Discord servers and I can only keep up with five of them. And even that five is is pretty tough. I have 65 of them on mute and I'm in them, but I'm not actually really a part of that community. And it becomes difficult maintaining, you know, a constant status in any community that's actually active, because if you miss it for an hour, you won't know what's going on when you come back. And so what I love with the lit NFT, and I'm only particularly involved in the Twitter group side of it, I think. I saw some talk about Discord, but even in that, I feel like I missed something there. But I love just what it stands for because you're building communities vertically where the artists in that space show up for each other in things like this or when uh, like Discord performances. And that becomes really, really powerful and an actual example of community and not just people saying that or showing up for Ja for the art show or with uh, Latasha's building with Zoratopia. There's some examples of... IRL web two web three overlap where these people are using their I don't want to say influence but just you know bringing their audiences together to support each other and to me that's really really ill and easily my favorite example of real community building because I think that it can withstand the test of time where I look at certain projects and they say they have communities, but they really just have a crap ton of people following them and playing games to get on these allow lists or whatever list to get some reward out of it. Where I feel like real communities are meant around uplifting, creating content, you know, furthering each other's ambitions. And so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to y'all. I'm so glad I got added to that and get to participate in the participate in it in the way that I do. Uh, really, really fire community. Oh yeah, we're grateful to have you. And just to touch on that a little bit, I switching my mind frame from sort of the Faye project to the Bob Love space, really part of that process was like understanding that, like with Faye, I wanted community because the music that I was releasing, I felt like I needed the validation of a community 
to like make me believe that I was performing the role of R&B girl well. You know, I would release a song and I'd be like, oh, I hope people like it. I hope it gets on the playlist. I hope this, I hope that, because I needed those things to then validate that I did a good job of writing an R&B song. But like with this new music and this these visuals and this project that I'm working on now and sharing now, I get to share it because I just genuinely love what I'm doing. And I get to create community because I genuinely am in love with sharing energy with with the people that I'm sharing energy with. And it's just like the whole perspective has completely shifted where before community meant like a bunch of fans that wanted to listen to my music and buy my merch. And now community is a bunch of people who I get to resonate with on a literal like I fuck with what you do, you fuck with what I do. And we get to talk about things that we care about and talk about how we're feeling. And, you know, we get to support each other as people and be friends. And that's that's always what I wanted. But I think I just got confused in my younger days of creating um, because I thought that fame meant something more than it does. Yeah, I'm confusing myself. Um, no, no, yeah, I, I like, would. I think that we're fed that. We're fed that totally. story. We're fed that like perception to kind of help feed into the machine where it's like, yeah. yo, likes and I don't. I don't want to completely. Like, I, I say that you shouldn't throw away Web two as a whole. Oh, no, no, I no. think some of the <clears throat> some of the powers that be could use adjusting, and there's benefits. Where I think, like decentralization, to me is great to an extent, but I also think about like, yo, full decentralization means that really, um, really not okay things can be shared, and there's nothing we can do about that either, because everybody yeah. gets a platform. And when you say everybody, that means everybody, everybody. <laughs> and you know there are there are people that. I personally feel like should be deplatformed, and then, then it's like, oh well, if you feel like that, how do you kind of go with these? Anyway, we're, I don't want to get into the crazy philosophical side of it, but yeah. when I think about what we were fed just with like Instagram, and I tell people this also with streaming, right? Where streaming wasn't invented to pay artists, and that's mm-hmm. just the fact, regardless of how we feel about it. It's just like it was not created as a way to get artists paid; it was a, as a way to combat piracy. So the major shareholders in music could continue retaining their large, uh, you know, uh, what do I want to say, their market share or, you know, keep their uh, dividends high. And so when we think about that in regards to artists, it becomes a little bit of a disconnect because it was never for us. And so it's really fire seeing, seeing some of the Web3 solutions come about. And then my issue currently is just that Web3 lacks the distribution models where it's fire getting this support and being able to have that 100 true fans. But to go and tour, you know, you'd have to capture 10% of the entire Web3 market, which is just not realistic for most people, unless you're expecting everyone to be a Drake or a Kanye or a Beyonce or a Rihanna, because those are really the only artists that have such large market shares. And so when I think about this space and I think about how music NFTs can can evolve, I'm very excited, but also a little weary just because I don't know where it's going to go. I really like that 
and you know, regardless of whether you have dropped or haven't, but the people that are thoughtful in their approach. We talked about Jamie already, and on their episode, we went over some of the approaches to drops and the amount of work that goes into putting out these music NFTs. And as far as I know, you have not dropped any music NFTs yet, correct? Correct. I've only done visuals so far. So what has been... I guess to say, what, what's been your thought there? Is there a reason why you haven't? Is there something in the pipelines that you could let people know about? Yeah, um, this kind of ties back to what you were saying about like streaming and um, distribution. And I've just been trying to find the balance between accessibility and scarcity. And, you know, art with art there is this kind of inherent scarcity in a sense where like a painting is painted by an artist and there's one of that painting or back when there were cds and vinyls and tapes like a certain number of those projects would be pressed and released and that that was kind of it until they did like you know a compilation or a deluxe or whatever you know other iterations of of that album or tape or um, vinyl but then when streaming came in it was kind of accessible to everyone which is great um but then in a sense, the artist does suffer because the the way that they were making money off of that scarcity of accessibility um, changed. So with me, with the music, I'm just trying to figure out like what would my intention be around releasing the song as an NFT and how can I create sort of more value around that? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of still sussing out that situation. Um, the Matrix, my first single that I released, Matrix, is going to have its one-year anniversary on April 15th. So I'm kind of thinking about dropping that as an NFT and having some utilities around that, um, but still sussing it out and, and trying to figure out a way to do it that feels, you know, aligned for me. Um, yeah, the thing about the, like, the visuals and the videos something about that felt felt right to share first because um you know those things the exchange that i put into those things was a little different than the music like me and my partner create most of the music by ourselves um and with the the videos and the um visuals at least the music videos like we had a, a team that came in with us and it, it was a, just a different thing um but yeah, honestly, I am still trying to figure out what my boundaries are and what, why one thing over the other thing um, and figuring out a way to make it as valuable as possible for people and really keep it about community and about, you know, what NFTs and Web3 can do for us as people um, more so than just making money, which is, of course, also important because we need to be able to keep funding these projects and to you know survive on this planet um but yeah yeah i i love that i would like to propose and you know maybe this has already been discussed and i don't think it's that original of an idea but i see hella people rocking the losers club loser club mm -hmm. how do we get losers as the official song for loser club that needs to i don't know if we just got to all tag the artist or flood the discord but that seems you like know, a that is a good question. I the song has been sent to Jayvon. Uh, you know, I connected with the community 
leader of the team and you know I've spoken with them I think honestly they're probably just not vibing that hard which is totally respectable and fair um you know it's not going to be for everyone um no not fair I refuse yeah. to accept the record is fire not here <laughs> thank for. you I think starting I starting the campaign <laughs> they are a family kind of oriented space and that there's some cursing in the song which you know maybe that, that well, that can be adjusted the clean versions radio yeah. edits no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Bob, I'm here for it. I'm like, no, I'm here like, for it too. Because I heard it and I was just are. like, it, it starts to become the thing where I think about, again, the storytelling element. And now all of a sudden there's a soundtrack to it. And totally. music helps the message spread. It already has a really fire visual. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that's just a, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I'm going to think on that I mean, genuinely because I saw it, it was like, saw the video, thought about the concept and I'm like, yo... There was an NFT project that I was I saw maybe a couple months ago, and they tried to do a theme song, and it was so bad. And I'm like, wait a second, does any NFT project actually have a legit theme song, not one that's very you know cheesy and on the nose? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if when the time is right, the time the time will be right. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely out there. The idea is floating around for them when they're ready to. To grab one, um, I love that because that's like that's like the artist and manager vibe. You're like, yeah, you know, when when it's ready, and I'm like, no, right now. I mean, how do we get the meetings? <laughs> Who do we have to talk to? Javon, okay, Loser King, I see this. Who do you know? Who are our mutuals? Who are you following? No. Okay, I'm DMing them now. No, I'm just, <laughs> do it. no, I'm just gonna make some lovers. You know, I'll make my own PFP project. We'll write our own theme song, and I'll do my thing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm just teasing. Um, yo, yeah, this has been you. such a such a fire conversation. Thank I you for having me. I love I love talking with some. So the money trees. The first few guests were all people that I I would have these conversations with anyway, just in life. And I felt like it would be cool to record them. And as that list started to dwindle with people that knew knew about Web3 and also were down to come on, you know, talk in this format. Because I think that's also can be scary. Uh, There's a lot of people's, you know, first, I call it a talk show. It is a talk show. I know it goes on podcast formats, but um, we'll, we'll see how this develops come episode 200. Anyway, that's a seed for another day. Uh, this has been fire because this was our first time getting the chat. Uh, you blown my, blown my mind with your approach the care that you have both for the community that you are a part of and for the music that you create is, as I said earlier, like my favorite thing when I'm dealing with artists where I'm not selling you and I can just talk about you. And I was able to talk about you from your music alone prior to this conversation. I now have this entire, you know, like my my ammunition is full. Like I can go and have so many conversations about Bob Love and why I love the approach and the content. Very, very exciting to see what you bring to the space over these next couple of months. Before I let everyone go on the show, I have two questions. The first question is going to be, what is your seed phrase? And now I know, not your actual seed phrase, but I just think that your account recovery key should not be called seed phrase. I refuse to accept <laughs> it. Eventually people will join me on this seed phrase. It's like, it's a, it's very round. It's soft. It's not a, an intimidating saying account recovery key. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, I got to pay attention to that. If you lose your seed phrase or you lose your account recovery key, you lose access to your NFTs, to your crypto. 
that's not cool. It needs to have like a, I said it needs to be called like DEFCON. Like DEFCON sounds yeah. nuts. It's like, okay, yeah, well, what is DEFCON? You know, that don't wouldn't make it. sense for this. Yeah, don't lose this. Um, so we're repurposing seed phrase on money trees to be a saying, a quote, slogan, motto, a lyric that you live by that embodies your approach to your art, to your craft, to your career. So Bob Love, what is your seed Ooh. phrase? A big one. Okay, I just want to say, seed phrase does feel like, like it has it alludes to like planting something, you know, which I don't I'm saying. get from the the yeah crypto seed phrase. Um, okay, what is my seed phrase? Um, I feel like I have two. Is that okay? Yes, I love it. So <laughs> I see I see Jamar in the audience, and he sent. I asked him for a picture for his note. He was on an earlier episode, and he sent me an nft and i was like oh i like this you're the first person who didn't do an actual picture of yourself and there is no format to this you could have as many seed phrases as you want you can have whatever your picture be it is really about the guest i know you mentioned it earlier you said when you listened to guava's episode you kind of saw that i just love chopping it up with people i love documenting this i feel like i have a um you know a little pat myself on the back here an eye for talent and I would argue that when people look back at this Money Trees guest list, it will be very impressive to see what all of these people go on to contribute to the world. And so, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want here. Yes, I love that. And thank you for cultivating this space, you know, and really being thoughtful about the questions that you ask and the way you ask the questions and just like taking the time to explore the art and the artist because you'd be surprised the number of times that that doesn't happen so it is really nice to have that happen and you got me smiling and just feeling really great over here so thank you for that um but my seed phrases i'm gonna say the first one is gonna be all in the name of love because that is how I am choosing to move through this world and create what I'm creating and share what I'm sharing. It's all in the name of love and it's all from the energy of wanting love for myself and for the world and for the people that I share space with. Um, So that's gonna be the first one. And the second one is gonna be we're all fucking losers and we're cool with it. Because at the end of the day, there is no normal there's no cool there's no uncool there's no anything it's all just words that we have chosen to make sense of the world around us and i think sometimes we take that a little too literally so i just think we could all lighten up a little bit myself included um i did a psychedelic adventure over the summer and my one takeaway was lighten up dude so that's maybe that's my third seed phrase is lighten up dude uh because yeah it's not it feels so serious here on this planet but it's really not that serious okay i got rugged for two of the words in your second seed phrase i'm sure everyone else heard it but some like the recording will be good (laughs) what was so i have all in the name of love blank and then lighten up dude what is number two number two is just the lyric from losers we're all fucking losers but we're cool with it we're all fucking losers, but we're cool with it. I'll tell you this. I have to take anytime I'm really, really tripping over life, I gotta take some shrooms. I take an eighth, I go out into the woods and reconvene with nature. And I come back yeah. and it's never that deep. I'm just like, yo, why why was deep. I even 
hell, it's just like we're here, we're chilling. There's there's birds. Um, one of my favorite books is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, mm-hmm. and Deepak Chopra talks about how you know grass doesn't try to grow, yes. birds don't try to fly. Like humans try to be, and we're the only creatures. Yes, we're the only creatures that try instead of just doing. And yeah. so I'm glad that the psychedelic adventure was able to provide some clarity because I know that I probably haven't gone more than 18 months since I was an adult without like having to do that reset. And there's other layers that I, or other levels I guess I want to try. Like I'm really interested in trying like ayahuasca and peyote. Um Things that are of the earth as well. I'm not huge on acid personally. I think that tons of people have great experiences from it, and I'm sure there's you know cases for it. I'm not speaking anything ill on it, but I would love all of my substances to be cultivated from the ground. Um, I feel that. Yeah, my body is just so physically like sensitive. Um, so the shrooms were like pretty hardcore for me. I did a little more than an eighth. Uh, it was it was it was quite a journey, and it was very intense. And I definitely threw up. But it was I learned a lot. And in it, I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to go back to like living normal life after knowing all this wisdom. And then no, there is no know, there's no more. It's just post. Yeah, like, that was my thought after the first one. I was like, oh wow, okay, so this is <laughs> this is life after knowing all of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's but pretty blissful. Down and I was just like, oh, this is how. Like, it's again, it's not that serious. It's yeah, fine. It's, You're fine. <laughs> that's it. Lighten up, dude. Yeah. I love yeah, that. I love, dude. I love that. Yo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank joining you. me. Us today. This has been enlightening. I'm sure there will be many great takeaways to be had. As I mentioned, I am excited to see what you bring to the space, to the world, and even more particular to yourself as you continue exploring your creative or your creativity. I love the word creatrix, by the way. I've never, ever heard that. So that was another fire addition to my vocabulary. That's a goodie. It's definitely a goodie. Well, creatrixes or creatroxes, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But yes, thank you everyone for being here too. So many of my loves are in this little audience and it means the world to just have you here and feel you here and share with you guys. And thank you for all your kind words and blessings. I I receive all that and I send it right back to you. And yeah, I'm excited to see what we all do here. It's our world to create. So like, let's create something fucking dope. It's all love, love. It is all love. (laughs) I hope you enjoy, uh, oh, it's Thursday. I was going to say your weekend. It's the weekend for me. So enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Have a wonderful weekend. I would like everyone in the audience to do the same. We are out of here and back at our regularly scheduled time on Monday. Much, much love, y'all. Peace. Bye-bye.